घरी दोनों हमदम छती शब के जुलमत सहाबा The voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaa. Remember our WhatsApp number is zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. International overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six. Three one three two plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Well, it's the sixth of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1444, which is also the first of November 2022. Let's welcome our beloved senior, respected, honourable Fadila to Ustad, Hazrat Malala Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafizahullah. Ustad, welcome to the Bliss of Marriage this Tuesday morning. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa ബാരക്കാട്ടുസ്ലിമാൻ <laughs> بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam First and foremost let's make one announcement and then we will take you step by step all of you who have your sons daughters grandchildren getting married this week next week whenever so say for example this friday saturday sunday the nikah is taking place so send the invitation here to mona arafat on the whatsapp number 0847863132 and then friday inshallah between 10 and 10:30 every friday there's a nikah program nikah announcement so mashallah then you practicing on the hadith also so do that so all of you your sons daughters getting married this friday saturday sunday so send the invitations to us we want to attend we will just announce it for you so more people can make dua for your children and for your grandchildren inshallah so that's number 1 now let's go from the start hadith in tirmidhi hadith in ibn majah mishka sharif mustad ahmad he habibuna sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that a'alinun nikah nikah must be announced it must not be a secret ceremony and so forth that you just meet up in the hotel boy and girl and you have two witnesses there or in the car and then the boy is there in front the girl in front and two witnesses maybe you paid them also so you know today people who are poor they'll just say yes we 
So all this type of nikah is null and void. Why is null and void? Because he, Habibuna, Rasulullah, Sallallahu authentic hadith in Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, and Abu Dawood, la nikaha illa bi waliyin. Nikah is not valid except for the consent of the guardian, the father, the paternal grandfather, the dada, pasapa, opa. So that is what is meant by that hadith. So first thing, announce the nikah of your beautiful daughter, beloved daughter. Second one, perform the nikah where? Waj'aluhu fil masajid. Hadith in Tirmidhi. So where must you perform it? The nikah should be solemnized, perform in the masjid. Third one, which is the best day for the nikah? Friday. What time after Asr, Isa, Mustajaba, duas are accepted. So mashallah, and the best month is Shawwal. But you don't wait for Shawwal now. You just perform the nikah as soon as possible. Alhamdulillah. So that is who must you invite for the nikah? Answer in Mishka Sharif's hadith. Inna a'adham al-nikahi baraka. Inna a'adham al-nikahi baraka. That the best nikah as far as barakah blessing goes is remember where the least expenditure is incurred. Hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So nikah you can invite 100 people, 50 people, 20 people, whoever you want to. So that is for the nikah. They just there to witness this happy occasion and so forth. And invite everybody across the spectrum. You must remember the rich, the poor, everybody is fine. There's no meals and all this type of things there. Then you let the husband and the wife sleep. You must remember Friday nikah. So Saturday walima. Saturday nikah, then Sunday. So Saturday nikah, then Sunday walima, like that. So which is the best walima? So take the worst walima first. Then you will understand which is the best one. So he Habibuna rahmatulil alameen sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Sharrul walima. The worst walima is this. Tud'a ilayha al-aghniya that you invite only the rich and the elite and the who's who in the zoo and watutrakul fuqara and you leave out the poor people there's no one there who's poor for your husband to come with a flimsy excuse that no I feel embarrassed and so forth all that smacks of arrogance and pride and that remember this that the majority sahaba were poor so what will you say that if you sat in the company of sahaba or they sat in your company we will feel ashamed and so forth so this is smacks of arrogance and it smacks of ignorance as well so you must ensure that you tell your husband in must invite all the imams, all the muazzin, all of them, and the khadim, the one who's sweeping the masjid and so forth. So he must invite all of them for that walima and that if you want barakah. The problem with us today is innamal a'malu bin Open Bukhari Sharif beginning, Mishka Sharif beginning, Riyadu Salihin beginning, three different authors, everyone the giant in his field. So remember they all brought the hadith which we learned in Madrasa, innamal a'malu bin your actions will be judged according to your intentions and your motives. So today we want to be known. People must know what 
what the walima we gave and so forth, what the reception we gave. So all these things here is just for name and shame. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Hadith in Musnad Ahmad, Man samma asamma Allah bi. When you do actions to impress people, Allah will disgrace you in front of the same people there. So remember, if you want the goodness of your daughter, then give her the following advices, which I'll give now as well, and you must teach her and teach your husband as well. So for daughter Betty, from now already, today is Tuesday, so you start after Zohar daily, and or after Maghrib, after Isha, and you read two rakat Salatul Hajjad, and read, Rabbana hablana min azwajina, wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. Oh Allah, grant us spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. Read the 99 wonderful, beautiful names of all, Mithya Allah, Jalla Wala, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا Chapter 7, verse 180 Bukhari Sharif's Hadith مَنْ حَفِذَهَا دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ Tirmidhi Sharif's Hadith مَنْ أَحْصَاهَا دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ You by heart it, the 99 beautiful, wonderful names of Allah, you go to Jannah. You read it, looking inside, you go to Jannah. So you read the one name many times, several times. يَا وَدُودُ يَا وَدُودُ يَا وَدُودُ O Betty, O daughter, give out some charity. Ya Allah, let everything go smooth. Let me and my husband have a good, wonderful understanding. It's not the bodies must meet, the hearts have to meet. When the hearts meet, then you are having the same thought. You must remember, your thought process is going in the same direction. Then there will be no real fights and arguments. And a few small things will happen, but no big, you know, train smash and so forth and so on so inshallah then your wedding night husband wife you husband will be in front give iqama and wife at the back and you'll read salat in congregation in jama'ah hadith musannif ibn Shayba. wife what did you tell your husband you must tell him mahari fatimi he must give 18,000 rand otherwise he must round it up with 20,000 rand so the better like that you see you're a wife so you're making so much sacrifice leaving your parents home, your place of birth, your siblings, going to spend the remainder of your life with him. So it's a big, big sacrifice, and we must appreciate that. So that is also. So he must give you, should give you another gift on the wedding night, beside the mahar. Sprinkle water on one another's forehead, and say, Allah, grant us khair and goodness, prevent us from shir. And fourth one, before being intimate conjugal relationship, hadith Bukhari Sharif, Allahumma jannibna shaitan wa jannibi shaitan marzakdana Allahumma jannibna shaitan Ya Allah, we're going to be intimate now, put the shaitan far, far away from us husband, wife wa jannibi shaitan marzakdana put the shaitan far, far away from those progeny children that you are going to bless us with, Hadith Bukhari Sharif, what a beautiful powerful, potent dua that is our Islam, so that that is what you must do. Forget the pride and arrogance. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Somebody says here, Ustad, uh, whose duty to buy for the child nappies, milk, powder, etc.? 
What happened of the child's father isn't working, Ustad? Remember, it is the duty of the father. He can't just be making children and all these type of things. So yesterday, one student of mine, that his brother phoned me, and, you know, he told me that the student of mine is very, very ill, and he's got so many children. So I even asked, he got one wife or two wives. So then they were asking now that what will happen regarding this and so forth. So I sorted with Allah, we sorted out the problem. Mm-hmm. So remember that even in that case where you, the father, you don't have a job, the husband, you don't have a job, still the owner's responsibility is on you. Why you don't have a job? Because your pride don't allow you. Go tell the people you will wash their cars. Go tell the people you will clean their garden. Go tell the people you will wash their dishes. You will do some the work, whatever clean, whatever you want to, you can do. But we feel is below our dignity to do that. So we rather sit at home on our laurels and think of Hadi and watch TV, Cricket World Cup, Soccer World Cup, Robin Hood, Bollywood, and uh, Hollywood and Shaitanhood and all that nonsense. So we ourselves are to blame. So whatever you spend, you, the wife, on yourself, on your children, on him, you must write down. Tell him all this, you owe me 5,000 rand, 10,000 rand, 50,000 rand. So I'm not spending from my money gratis. It's a loan to you and you have to reimburse me. He dies. So all that must be paid to you, what he owes you. First burial expenses and then debts of the deceased. So that will fall under debts. We must understand what Islam is all about. And he'll just sit there and know somebody will give zakat and all that. You can't give zakat zakat in that case there. The people la zakat al-ghaniyin or the muktasabin. People who have the ability to go and work and, and you can't go give them zakat and so forth. Islam don't want a nation of beggars and paupers and so Islam wants a nation that are active and proactive and so forth. We need to understand what is maqadid maqasidu sharia, the real aim of the sharia and the divine code. There's a brother saying here, dear Mufti Sab, how do we control our anger and not retaliate in a bad way? What do I can I make? I admit I'm wrong for hitting my wife and putting her in hospital. I asked for mouth, Mufti Sab. Now the family wants a mashwara and wants out. This is my sixth time hitting her. Can Mufti AK please attend our mashwara? I don't want to lose her. My two daughters also angry at me. Anonymous brother Ustad. There is no need to attend mashura. My advice to them that your wife's family, your father-in-law, mother-in-law, brother-in-law, they must go and lay a charge of assault against you and then the police must pick you up and put you in prison. Mm. Then they in prison, they will panel beat you. Not six times, six guys will panel beat you. You see, yesterday mm. I said on Q&A, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, that according to George Galloway, so you must remember George said, GG, George Galloway, mm. that this guy is an old guy, but he was there in San Francisco, they stayed there, he's full of gay clubs, so he went to visit the club, you know, gay club, mm-hmm. and when he came back, so then somebody intruder came in the house with a hammer, so we don't know who hammered who, you understood, because this motor went to the gay club also, you see, but now this thing here took a whole political turn now, 
now, you see, today is 1st November, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's Israeli, the rogue apartheid regime's elections. And next week, 8th November, is the American midterm elections. So anything happens, then it will be turned into become a political hot potato because the Democrats know 90% they're going to lose the House of Representatives and so forth. So you, my brother, now you ask for math, now you do all that afterwards. In the meantime, we must send you to a prison, lock you up there, let six guys give you good threshing and good hiding and so forth, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. That is what I should have done if I'm your father-in-law. We gave you our daughter, you bash her up, you hit her, and then you say, Shaitan, your anger. No, there must be consequences. There must be certain punishment for you. This is very easy. You come with some crocodile tears. Oh, make me mouth these, that. Mm. No, it don't work like that. In Islam, in Islam, Quran says that that you must treat your wives with love and equity and respect and justice. To show me one time you were justified in bashing her up and assaulting her. Totally, absolutely haram. So to me, that mashura is waste of time if you ask me. So the girl's family, the only mashura you have to make is this. That do you want to send him to jail or not? So that is one mashura you must make. According to me, 100% lay a charge and put him to jail. Second, even if he spends three days there or six days there, six nights, he'll come out good then. You see, he'll learn a good lesson. And thereafter, you must remember the mashura your daughter must make is this. Must you, want you stay in this marriage or not? Read Allahumma khirli wa khtarli because these two daughters, I think, they ended marriage. So if the mashura come out positive, they must stay, then go back, but make conditions that if he hits you again, all that automatically talaq will fall, talaq e in. He does A, B, C, X, Y, Z, automatically a talaq e in. It will fall and occur. And if it come out negative, then say, we want talaq, he don't want to give you talaq, go to the ulama, the jamiyats, and apply for fasakh, annulment of marriage. So brother, if you're coming here to me, and you think I'm going to be sympathetic for your cause, no. We have to be fair and just. Mm. My message to you is like the message to Bibi Netanyahu. One message. What is that? Trong to. They must take you to prison and leave you there. Then you will come straight to say, Inshallah. I see the brother says, how can Muqsab give me such advice? Allah is Ghafoor rahim Ustaz. Yeah, Allah is Ghafoor rahim The same Allah say must give you a hundred lashes mm-hmm. when a person commits adultery. So Allah commits fornication rather. So you must remember when you make zulam on people, then there are consequences. The same Allah says that as well. You can't be applying the Quran and Sharia selectively. Deen means justice. Justice, political justice, economic justice, social justice so this is social justice so that is what the sharia teaches us brother Mm. if somebody had to do that to your daughter how will you feel just ask yourself you see so how can you justify it brother i'm giving you proper advice so you you took the weak partner beat her up assaulted her so we're telling you now you must send you to prison and then you can box your way out there then you see how it is you see that is what we are telling you Mm. Somebody says, respected Mufti Sab, can one listen to Manzil on YouTube 
Will it be the same as reading it, Ustad? Anyway, in life, remember your reading of Quran Sharif, reading of Manzil, which is 30 plus ayats of the Noble Quran. So whatever it is, always to read is much better and superior than listen to it. It doesn't mean we mustn't listen to the Quran. To listen to the Quran is very good, but excellent is to read the Noble Quran. So that that will give us, remember, the greatest reward. Open Surah number 73, and that is Surah Muzammil. And what do you find? Read the Quran Sharif, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, slowly, slowly, slowly. And that is how you will then enjoy the reciting. Then you wonder, ponder, reflect over the meaning. So that is what the purpose of Quran, not just for Sawab, Kitabun Anzalnahu Ilaika Mubarakul Yadabbaru Ayati. So they must wonder, ponder in the verses, and Albab, we take admonishment and we accept it. So that is the purpose. So remember to listen, very good, but to read excellent, much better, much more rewarding as well. Hmm. Uh, Ustad, the previous question, I think it is something serious. I say it's the father of the girl who's in hospital. He says, Ba, I'm a Mammon brother. I'm the father of the girl who's in hospital. He's arrogant, the son-in-law of mine. Please, Ba, she's in a coma. My son-in-law thinks he's rich and has businesses. Ustad? Yes, that's why I'm telling you, you must lay a charge of assault. I gave you whether you're Mammon, Urdu, Gujarati, what is not going to change anything. So you must remember that that because of his arrogance he thinks he can go away, you must go to the police and lay a charge there of assault and attempted murder also or manslaughter or whatever you can lay the charge. They must pick him up. You must remember that and this time. Let him spend one week, one weekend day in jail and so forth. So for what you waiting so long there and so forth. You must remember that this is zulam of the highest order. You can't say it happened once, twice. It happened six times he admitted to it. So that I told you, if I was the father-in-law, there's no istikhara and mashura. This is a clear-cut case. There's an oppressor, there's a transgressor, and he must face the justice system. So at least that crime is considered a little bit serious, femicide and assault and so forth. So you just go there and lay a charge and so forth. That is my advice to you. Mm. Ustad, what are the virtues of a childless couple? Ustad? So you must remember that Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha married to Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu sallam and no children but Allah ta'ala chose her for so many other fields of deen and parts of deen, departments of deen if you take among the Nisa al-Muhaddithat is a book written so remember that that you will find that she made the greatest contribution in the field of hadith amongst the females 2,210 ahadith and and she is Ummal Mu'mineen Siddiqa bintu Siddiq radiallahu anhuma. And you see how Mustafa sallallahu loved her the most among all the wives after Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha. Because Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha, she was the only wife when she was married to Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So always Imam Bukhari rahimahullah. 
Who can say they're reading Islam, studying Islam, and they don't read Bukhari Sharif? So Imam Bukhari, Imam Muhammad bin Ismail, no children. Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an. The Mu'adzin of Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa waziru ma'alihi and his minister of finance, no children. Sheikh Abul Hassan al-Nadwi nawarallahu marqadahu. What a giant. 1999, I always quote this. Remember, I was in the Haramul Makki in Makkah Mukarramah 27 night. They read the Salatul Janazah in Makkah and Medina, but I was in Mecca, two million people, 27 night, and then I was crying when they announced it. The Arab brother asked me, who is this person? That they announced Samahatu Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi, Rahimamullah. So I said, Alimun Fadilun Fil Hind, a great giant scholar day in India. It's Ramadan, it's Friday, he's reading Quran, he's reading Surah Yasin. He reaches the verse, فَبَشِّرْهُ بِمَغَفِرَةِهُ أَجْرٍ كَرِيمٍ Give him glad tidings of forgiveness and a reward, a magnificent reward. Then after he passes away, وَانْتَقَلَ إِلَى رَحْمَةِ So for who Allah gives all this? You see all the awards and rewards he won. He won from Saudi Arabia. He won from Emirates. He won from, you understand, the leader of that uh, big country, the rich person there. So you must remember that so many people, he didn't touch one dollar. Million, million dollar price, he didn't touch one. Me and you will say, how come you give one million? You should give two million, you see? <laughs> so that is how we are. He gave the dunya a kick. And he said, I don't touch your money. I know your, your zalims and your oppressors. He took all the money, gave it to Mujahideen. He gave it to Afghani people. He gave it to the oppressed people. He gave it to, he didn't touch one dollar also. So that he knows what he was doing. So Allah said, you did that. I give you a death. People will speak for centuries about you. So that is, he had no children. Sheikh Abul Hassan Adwi. Go read his books. Anytime people tell me they want to read good books, I tell them, go read Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi. Yesterday a person asked me, a lawyer, he said, please tell me four or five stories of Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi. So I gave it to him. So remember this type of thing. Hazrat Muhammad Rahmatullah See how important Hazrat Muhammad is. One sentence is one sentence. Hazrat Muhammad Saudi Arabia came into existence in 1932 as we understand the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Hazrat Muhammad Nawarallah Marqadahu passed away in 43. Hazrat Muhammad Elias in 44. So these were the giants of the Ummah. So the people told him that these Najdis have come into power, all that. He said, Ye log Najdi, ye Wajdi nahi. What the sentence, what he said? Ye log Najdi, ye Wajdi nahi. What it means? Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah was requested dua for people of Palestine, Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, Sham, we call the Levant, L-E-V-A-N-T. He made dua for them. Make dua for people of Yemen, Allahumma barik lana fi shamina wa fi Yemenina. Make dua for Najja Rasulullah. Habibuna rahmatulil alameen refused to make dua. Said, Hunaka azzalazil wal fitan. Open Bukhari Sharif. In Kitabul Fitan, you will find it. So, they the fitnas. Look at the Halloween fitna. Just look at it. How many people are murtered? Why? 
they're enjoying it and they're playing the men and women dancing to the cameras and the videos and so and they say it's permissible and they're justifying it they say we're just enjoying his entertainment you play with Allah you play with Allah's verses you play and you make a mockery of the teaching of the master sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Quran's fatwa don't make excuses you non-Muslims after you had Iman who's responsible for all this the big murtad de murtad bin shaitan so ye log najdi hai wajdi nahi wajd is a kafiyat is a inner satisfaction you have when you are making zikr when you are going to sajda when you're making tilawat of quran and so forth so you understand what is the love of allah jalla the love of mustafa sallallahu sallam the love of ahlul bayt the family household of nabi alayhi salam the love for sahaba awliyaullah today you tell them that they'll tell you it's all bid'ah all these things here they say tasawwuf is totally bid'ah they banned the Tablik Jamaat. Now just look at this. Tablik Jamaat, one of the best and greatest Jamaat in the world in the past century, they are banned. But all these haram activities, not only is it permissible for them, is encouraged by the government and so forth. So therefore, that he had no children, and look at his contribution. So Haji Farooq Sahib told me this in Majdid Nabawi. So I also came in Josh, you know, because they were expelling Hazrat Mohanas, uh, Sayyid Ahmad Khan Sahib, after 40 years, 45 years in Medina Munawwara. Mm-hmm. Take his example. They told him, you can't do this work of Dawud Tabligh here. So I told Haji Farooq Sahib that Haji Sahib Hazrat, that Hazrat is coming, that the Lord is so on that occasion, he told me, ye log najdi hai, wajdi nahi hai. So he told me, mene Hazrat Thanvi ki tamam kitabu ka mutalak, yeah, I studied all regarding these people, he only said this one sentence. So I responded, Hazrat, ye esi jumla hai, ki mene us par ek puri kitab lik sakta ho. I can write the whole kitab on this. I never, even, I never even started with it, you see. But the point we are making is this, that these are the shaitans, you must remember this type of things there. So therefore, we must learn the quality of Rida bil qada. What is that? Whatever Allah has decreed, we accept it and we are happy with it. I tell my wife, we are married with Allah's help, Allah's mercy. Allah said, no children for you. But now we can travel here, there, everywhere. We just pack our bags up and we go. Now you've got children, you have to worry, these, this, and all that. So somebody can say, yeah, it's case of sour grapes. Maybe it is. I don't say no. But I know I've got much more flexibility. There's radio and all that. You've got children. Then it's very difficult, all these things. So always there is, remember what you call a blessing. So the time that Aulat ka hona bi rahmat hai or Aulat ka no hona bi rahmat hai to have children also is a mercy and not to have also is a mercy himself says agar Aulat hote to mere dimaag kharab karte they should make my head turn upside down I couldn't I would not be able to write books and all these things so you see to always accept what Allah Ta'ala has decreed for us Subhanallah somebody says my husband told me he's going to gift gift me jewelry on day one of our marriage to start. 
he never keep to his words. Ustad, please advise. Oh, you're still waiting for the gift. So you must remember that, tell him that the hadith of Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu says, Ida haddatha kadab, hadith in Bukhari Sharif, that when a person speaks lies, then is a sign that is hypocrite and munafik. Wa'ida wa'ada akhlaf. And when he promises, he don't fulfill, he don't honor the promise. So these are signs of hypocrites. You must tell him, bye, I'm still waiting for the jewelry. Give it to me now. So you must remember this. I made so much sacrifice. I left my parents home, my place of birth, my siblings, and now I'm your wife for five years, ten years. We have three children. Look at all the sacrifices. So what is a big deal if you give me some jewelry, you give me some cash, and so forth. So you are one lady, but you're fulfilling five, six, seven protocols. That you are his secretary, you are his mother of his children, you're fulfilling his last end, his desires. You are the cook of the house, you are the khadima of the house, cleaning the house, you are the one who looks after all his valuables, and so many other things you do. So you must remember this, I myself, you know, we don't have children, but whenever I see my wife, is busy. Either she's cooking, either she's baking, either she's sewing, either she's cleaning the house, and something and something. They said, Alhamdulillah. So that is very good. You understand? So this type of thing. We must learn to appreciate mm-hmm. all this, and then for that, without them asking, then you must give them something. Give them money, give them cash, give them kind, meaning that, go jewelry, whatever, gift, clothing, shoes, whatever. So like that, it is. That is what Islam teaches us. So when he says, Mufti said, here in Cape Town, the families like to go to the wedding room after the walima. Is this necessary to do? Can't he just take his wife home and invite them for a, uh, invite them a few days later? Please advise us now, Cape Town. You see, in Kapstadt, in Cape Town, there are many things that are a custom and is a customary thing. Got nothing to do with Sharia and all that. So you must remember the nikah is performed there in the masjid, in the mosque, and then the husband and wife will sleep that night. Next day is the walima. So after the and after the nikah, he takes his wife finish, and after the walima, he takes his wife. But now, what they want to do? They want you all must come to the room there. Why? Now the husband and wife going to pose. Pose for who? For the cameras. Then they're going to pose for who? For all the appas and the papas. First time what is appas and papas? As the men said, so everybody must see. Now he'll hold his wife and this is my wife and I consummated the marriage or I slept with her and all this. So this got nothing to do with Islam. So since all the laws of hijab and parda are totally trampled upon surah 24 verses 30-31 and when she just married how dolled up she will be you know and you the men are looking at her so what will happen the old man also will forget his coldness you must remember that mm. and uh, now the man is so dolled up he's so dressed up and so forth the woman look at him so how can they be baraka blessing deliberately, intentionally, we trample and violate the Sharia. So these type of customs and cultures and traditions have no place in Islam. SubhanAllah. One more question, Ustad, before we go for our interval. It says, if we at work, khatam of Quran by listening without interruption, is it acceptable, Ustad? 
Yes, 100%, you must remember, is very good. But that does not absolve you that you must also read Quran. There at work, you've got the CD playing, or there's one Qarisab there, he's reading every day. So that's good. But that does not mean that you who are listening, now you don't recite the Quran for 11 months. When Ramadan comes, then you say, no, now I'll read Quran. That is unacceptable. Quran Sharif was, is, will always be Al-Mu'jizatul Kubra, the greatest miracle of Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And every day we should be reading. Why? The lessons the Quran is giving. Second one, it will enhance our love for all Allah, the Quran Sharif is Kalamullah Ta'ala Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal he was whooped and lashed because of the Quran and then when he told his tormentors Baini wa bainakum yomal janaza between me and you will be the day of my janaza 800,000 people came for his janaza Wulida bi Baghdad Wutufia bi Baghdad he was born in Baghdad he passes away in Baghdad the day he passes away 20,000 Jews, Christians, non-Muslims embrace Islam karamatan lihadal imam al-jaleel ba'da wafatihi to see the miracle of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal even after his demise and death 12 Rabiul Awal the year 241 the sun of Islam the sun sets and the people cry so that is what we need to understand the more we attach ourselves with Quran Allah will elevate us the more we detach ourselves Allah will humiliate us Hadith Sahih Inna Allah yarfa'u bihi aqwama wa yada'u bihi akhareen Allah will elevate people with this Quran Sharif and Allah will debase and relegate and humiliate them if you detach yourself Imam Muslim has mentioned it in his Sahih on the authority of Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu warda Eighteen uh, minutes uh, to twelve. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's uh, fifteen minutes uh, to twelve. We start before we take the next question. Somebody was saying, yeah, I saw on the group chat that Mufti AK is going to be on a lecture tour this week. Uh, is the Mufti Sahib where is about to be and give us if there is a ladies program who start Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Inshallah Aziz our tour will start tomorrow and to Limpopo so don't mean we're going to eat little popos there Limpopo they say but anyway whatever it is so we start tomorrow Inshallah by a certain time or so we should be there in Bella Bella warm baths and after Maghrib is the program there and you can listen on your Bilal receiver and all that the ladies so we'll be in the masjid speak to Mona Abraham Rawat Maghrib to Isha is the talk day Inshallah then after Isha we'll carry on there to Makupani Poti Spot and our host there is Brother Munir Moti Brother Moti Nur Muhammad and Munir and them so that will be then Thursday will be there and Thursday night after Isha is the program and Friday morning after Fajr is the program Jumma program is there as well so that is in Makupani so we'll be there Wednesday night and Thursday inshallah so Thursday after Fajr also program in Makupani so
So in Portis, inshallah. And thereafter, inshallah, after Juma, then we'll proceed to Polakwani, that is Petersburg. And inshallah, the program thereafter, inshallah. So they in Portis, the Imam Qadi Abdul Hamid, we know him very well. And then they contact Mu'atahir Basa. They in Port, they in Polakwani, in Petersburg. So much in the Firdaus, inshallah, after Isha and Saturday, and Saturday morning after Fajr. Then we come back and we'll stop Zohar time in Niles room, inshallah, Aziz, and there Hafiz Rawat is there. So you can speak to him, mashallah. So these are the programs that are scheduled for the Mpopo. Allah, Jalla Wala, make it a means of hidayat and accept it as well. There's a, a brother from London, Ustad Juke. He says, Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi, was a Salafi, but you said people shouldn't follow us. Salafism, what's your words, Mufti A.K. Ustad? My brother, you need to be very careful when you make nisba to people and you lie. So, Hazrat Mohan Abul Hassan Nadwi, Allah, was a hundred percent Hanafi, and you must remember he wrote books against the Salafis and so forth. And you know, one of the Salafi ulama, they wrote a book against Abul Hassan Nadwi and said that he is on the Dal and Mudil because he's Hanafi and Ashari and so forth. You, Hana, you, you Salafis are crazy people. You know that, so you must remember that. So, I give you four or five examples why you all are on Dalala the hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said La tajtamiu ummati ala dalala The ummah will never have consensus on something that's astray So from time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an Tarawi is 20 rakats All four schools Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbali say 20 rakats But you Salafis you'll say 8 rakats You can see what's happening in the Haram What Muhammad, what Murtad, I can't call him Muhammad Murtad bin Shaitan So Remember that. That is your Salafi business. That <laughs> number two, the hadith is in Bukhari Sharif. Three talaq is three, but you can't count. You Salafis, you just like Christians, you know. So you say Trinity. Three is one, and one is three. So that is against the ijma of the Sahaba and against the consensus of the four schools. That is second one. Third one, you know, this ordinary socks we're wearing, those cotton socks, nylon socks. So you say you can just make on it. You all give preference to who? To Sheikh Bin Bas, to Sheikh Usaymin, to Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi, to Sheikh Albani. I met all four of them. Among themselves they got so much ikhtilaf and differences. Tell me, can you say all four of them put together are equal to Imam Abu Hanifa or equal to Imam Shafi or Imam Ahmad bin Ambal or Imam Malik? Definitely not. Mm. So you, you leave the greatest and you'll take the inferior one. So you must say, Dal and Mudwil. You'll say Allah Ta'ala is on the arsh. You say Allah is on the arsh. So I'm posing the question to you. The arsh is makhluk. It was created. So where was Allah Ta'ala qabla al-arsh? Wa Allah ba'da halak al-arsh? So where will Allah be when the arsh is no more? Surah 28, verse 88. Kullu illa wajah. Yola dal, yola mudwil. And let me teach you a lesson you don't know. You Salafi, you don't know this. I'll teach you. Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, is a big sheikh. Certain places he also made a big mess. But anyway, we leave that now. I know why you're saying that. Hmm. Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi wrote a book, you must remember, praising Ibn Taymiyyah, Saviors of the Islamic Spirit, Volume 2. And he praised Ibn Taymiyyah. I praise Ibn Taymiyyah. 
So you must remember on many issues. But where he's wrong, so you must remember he's wrong. So you can't deduce because he prays Ibn Taymiyyah, so therefore you must remember his Salafi. That's a lie. So you must remember that. That's one. Sheikh Abul Hasan Nadwi in the latter portion of his life he used to say Me afsos I regret sending so many students to Medina and study they become Salafis that is what Sheikh Abul Hasan Nadwi said come I carry on I teach you a lesson Salafi so you must remember Sheikh Abul Hasan Nadwi Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah Rahimullah is a big Sheikh he celebrated student is Hafiz Ibn Qayyim Al-Jawziyah Hafiz ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah celebrated student is who? Ibn Rajab al-Hambali. Ibn Rajab al-Hambali writes a book. And what is that book there? He says, Ar-Raddu. Raddu, a refutation. Allah manittaba'a ghayr al-madahib al-arba'a. We refute and reject the people who follow anybody else beside the four schools. I gave you the chain, my brother. You know what you Salafis did in Saudi Arabia before Murtad bin Shaitan already? These books here were hidden and they don't print it and so But I got a copy of it. So I have so many books of Sheikh al-Islam in Mataymiyyah. I have so many books of Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah. I have so many books of Ibn Rajab al-Hambali. So don't come lie, brother. Subhanaka hadha buhtanun azim. So that is the truth. You got it, brother? Don't come with your take from ye kulluman habba wa dabba and harkas wa nakas and every Tom, Dick and Harry and every Tom, Dick and Mary story and come make statements when you speak speak with evidence He says, thanks, I'm going to stop listening to Marcus Ustad. Don't listen, brother. The truth is very bitter. <laughs> Tomorrow you will be back. You know why? You won't get this news anywhere else. You couldn't break my argument, and now you say you won't listen. <laughs> you see, that is Salafis. Dal and Mudhil, Jahil and Ajhal. So of this zamana we're speaking about. Carry on. Ustad, social media such as Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, is it haram, Ustad? Anonymous. When you use it, you must remember, see, I give you a wonderful, beautiful analogy. And what is that? They ask Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Wasallam regarding Ash'arul Jahiliyyah, the poetry of the days of ignorance, paganism, before the Miladun Nabi Wasallam, before the honorable birth of the Master Wasallam. So what what did he say? So the Master والسلام, said, Hasanuhu Hasanun wa Qabihuhu Qabihun. You must understand the subject matter. If the subject matter is good, then you use it. If it is bad and speaking about girlfriend and boyfriend and speaking about alcohol and fornication, adultery, so then you reject it. Sayyidina Omar, Amirul Mu'mineen, radiallahu an, used to tell people to understand the Quran Sharif properly, thoroughly, you must go and study. And you should study Ash'arul Jahiliyyah because certain words that you you will understand the proper philology history of it when you study the poetry and so forth. So remember all this technology we got, your Twitter and your TikTok and TikTok and whatever, Instagram and what Facebook and Allah alone. Me, I don't even understand all these things here. So anyway, you must remember you use it for haram, then it's haram. See, today I sent out something. Did you see? I don't know if you're on my group. See? When we speak, we speak with evidence, not either Rudol Kibate. I sent out something today on Telegram. I sent it out today on Twitter and all the groups I sent it out. There is a Shia 
and he's making somebody a Shia. And he says, read, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah, wa anna aliyan waliyullah. That Sayyidina Ali is the special friend of Allah and he's the Khalifa, first Khalifa. Then I must bear witness, Anna Abba Bakrin. This is there, I sent it out. Anybody wants it, you just ask, Kufar Shia, I'll send it to you. So I'll send it to you now, uh, in the afternoon. In the afternoon, I'll send it to you, because now I'm recording. So anyway, you must remember this, that day is written, Ashhadu, Anna Abba Bakrin, Wa Umar, Wa Usman, Wa Aisha, Wa Hafsa, Eifinnar, all of them are in the hellfire in Jahannam, Allah forbid, Allah forbid. You call this Muslim. So I wrote a note there, Shia Zapak, Kufar, 100 Pakka means they use it in English nowadays 100% Kufar and their supporters are also 100% hypocrites may all may Allah protect us from the uh, protect our Iman and Ameen. Islam Ameen. from the Kufar Shias, the Shaitans, Amin so that is what we have to do use it to propagate Islam, use it to defend Islam, not the whole day you busy emails flying to the females and all these things there then all that is haram and not permissible. So Ustad, an elderly, sickly lady doesn't cook and doesn't fulfill her husband's rights, but wants extra allowance, or she says she leave. Is this acceptable, Ustad? So you must tell her they leave, and you must remember she don't want to do according to the question, but she's demanding more and more and more. So if what you are saying is true, you must say leave, and tell her if you don't leave also, me, I'm going to take a second wife. You understand? And if I take a second wife, so then she will cook also. She'll fulfill my uh, desires and all these type of things. You'll see how active she will become. We must appreciate what our wife wives did. There is no question about that. But when the wives are threatening like this and mm. don't want to do anything, then you must be one cleverer and one sharper than her and tell her, fine, you want to go, there's the door, go. Oh, me, as it is, I'm taking a second wife. There's one guy, he tells me his wife didn't fulfill his conjugal relationship for three years, four years. I told him, take second wife. So he tells me, no, you organize. So I told him, you don't have the guts to take second wife. You must remember, you're sissy, you know? So these type of things here. So that is the problem we have. So when your wife don't want to, and all that, they really stop it, then you fulfill this fear, you can go and commit haram and so forth. So in case like that, then you take the second wife or just tell her, then you will see, she'll get 100% active then, activated. You know, you get your phone, you get activated. (laughs) She will get activated. Who's that? Somebody wants to know that uh, the Halloween celebrations in Riyadh, husband and wife, who's that? Is the nikah broken? So it's not broken, but if they consider it permissible and they justify it, then both of them are murdered and out of the fall of Islam, nikah, everything broken. If they say they just went there for experience and fun and games and so forth, they know it's haram, they're making tawbah. So we will say they're guilty of committing a major, major sin, but they are still Muslim and and their nikah is still valid. So it just depends what the real intention was. 
Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that uh, can we read Quran while listening to Merkaz Sahaba, Ustad? Remember to read Quran Sharif is best you do it with devotion, concentration. Not that one ear is listening to me and you're reading the words, you're going to get confused, your fuses will get blown, you're reading Salat and you want to listen to radio, so that's not right. You must remember these things here. We must do so that Wajilat Kulubuhum, the hearts will be trembling and we read Salat and all this. With devotion, concentration. So they can't be killing two, three birds with one stone. Do one thing at a time, and we will end it there now, inshallah. So that will be always remember what Islam is teaching us do your duty with beauty. That is what Islam teaches us. Make dua for us and the Ummah. Barakallahu feek. Salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.